welcome to JoJo's World. I can't think of a foreign language to say hello in, so I'll just say hi. Hi. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Valentine, the other one of your co-hosts. How are you today, Nick? I am exceptional. Well, I say exceptional. I'm okay. Alright, good to know. (laughs) Look, I'm just going for filler, because after this episode I feel like... It's not what that word means. Look! Not what that word means. It feels like a lot of filler. Anyway, anyway. Uh, Today we watched the ninth episode of Battle Tendency. That's the 18th episode all up. Uh, It's called Von Stroheim's Revenge. Covers chapters 81 through 84 of the manga. I never would have expected that Von Stroheim would ever come back. Yeah, as soon as uh, I put the Crunchyroll page up with the episode on our telly, you were just like, wait, Von Stroheim's Revenge? (laughs) I loved how you were like, don't look at that. And then the episode title came up in the episode. It was like, Von Stroheim's Revenge. We're like, okay. He doesn't really take any revenge in this episode. Well, ish. He has a revenge-ish. A confrontation begins. Yeah. (laughs) Also, he is there. He does some stuff. That may be construed as revenge, and his name is Von I mean, Stroheim. he doesn't really, though. Well, I mean, he takes some stuff, but that's oh, about yeah, it. But he doesn't really want revenge on Joseph, does he? Ooh. They're friends, I guess. Hmm. I mean, he is an okay they were Nazi. allies under duress. <laughs> he was sort of like, I won't totally murder your face off yet, but I will murder someone's face off. Joestar, that's not a German name, is it? Is it Swiss? <laughs> anyway... Um, we pick up where we left off, where Joseph is walking back from beating up ACDC. In the spike pit. Yep. Uh, as the sun is just starting to peek over the horizon and he's complaining that his shoulders are really stiff. Oh, they're so sore. Meanwhile, on his back. There is a brain. And a lot of veins and stuff, just pulsating. Tentacular, if you will. Sure, Tentacular that's my favourite Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> and then, title sequence! None of the singing this week. You don't. You haven't earned that, listener. No, we're very disappointed in you, God damn your father it. and I. <laughs> Am I the father? Yeah. Listen. Oh no. Oh no. I'm not sorry that we had you though. I'm the loving father. You can be the the one that's a little bit more disciplinary. Mm. My more... two dads coming back to NBC this fall. No. No. None of that. Um. Yeah. Like a bloody stream. Hot like a bloody stone. Or however it goes. <laughs> It's, it's a lot of words that we might recite one day. So as of this episode, we've officially seen all of the powers in that bit where the pillar men show off their powers. Have we? Yeah, because we saw the Divine Sandstorm, yep. the thing with the veins, and oh. uh, Kaz's bone blade in his arm. True! It's not really a bone blade, is oh, it? Okay, yeah, the blade that lives the blade, in his arm. Yeah. He just has this blade just sitting... Anyway, we'll get He's to like, that. kind of like Wolverine. If Wolverine only had one thing that came out yeah. and was... More buff. That seems oxymoronic. Wolverine, that was I mean, more buff. he's short. He is short. That is true. He's also a loner. And he's on every team in the Marvel <laughs> Universe. I fight alone with everyone. But I'm always alone inside. Oh, don't give me that. Anywho, um, Lisa Lisa is kind of stressing out about whether or not so- Caesar and Jojo are going to pass their tests. I mean, she's... she's Look, it'll be fine. It's Jojo. Yep. He's okay. The um the wine glass that we saw start to crack last episode are just fully fallen apart now. And it's just on the table. Good good porcelain china. Mm-hmm. Not really at all, but good glass. <laughs> yeah, what porcelain china? What? Look, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't right. matter now. 
Things were said. Susie Q comes in and is like, Lisa, Lisa, which blouse do you want to wear today? The white one or the colourful one? And that goes on for like 20 minutes. This is the beginning of the filler that I'm talking about. <laughs> it's not, that's not what that word means. But it, it feels it like filler. It refers to scenes that are added that aren't in the original story to add time. Whereas in this episode, scenes were cut that were in the original manga to make things more efficient. And yet here we are discussing, do you want the refreshing white blouse? But I do enjoy this design so much. A, fashion is very important. Uh. Because as you see, like, people change their clothes like three to five times in this episode. That is true. They do change a lot. Um, And B, I guess they need to keep all the scenes that characterise Susie Q because all of a sudden she and Chojo are in love. That is true. That is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, any scenes with Susie Q is probably like, hey, look, see, she's valid yeah. as a character. Thumbs up, I actually kinda, I kinda like, kinda, I kind of like Susie Q. Susie Q is fine. She's entertaining. Yeah. Well, she's there. <laughs> yep, so um, Lisa Lisa is like, yeah, whatever, Susie Q, just pick whichever one. And I get the impression this must happen, like, every day. Yeah, it's just a matter of... <laughs> So what do you want to wear? Susie, just pick the damn blouse. Yeah, but you could have this one or this one. Susie, Susie, just pick one. I hired you as my maid specifically because you came highly recommended RE fashion sense. (laughs) And now you are failing me in almost every regard. So she takes the red stone off and puts it on the counter with the wine glass and then takes her clothes off and gets in the bath. Now, at this point, I looked at you and went, yep. That episode. This is anime. I mean, but really, who doesn't like a nice refreshing bath on your balcony outside after a nice pre-dawn glass of red wine? You have a damn good point there. <laughs> Hashtag relatable. I just love how she has this bathtub just in, in this her... outdoor area. <laughs> in her private quarters, which have no privacy. Yeah. Just looking on the entire... I guess it is an island, though, and there are no buildings facing it. Yeah, but at the same time, you've got the entirety of Venice over there. So someone could have some binoculars and be like, ah, yes. Some sweet binocs. <laughs> yeah. Lisa Lisa is now in the buff. As we and will... in the buff. In the buff? She spends most of this episode in the buff, actually. Like a good ten minutes. True, true. Yeah, so she's just in this buff. Uh, and then Susie Q goes downstairs. I... Yeah. We I... see a lovely spiral staircase. <laughs> I, okay, I thought there would be, like, a fireman's pole or something as well. Because, like, you know. Quick, to the Hammond mobile. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Beautiful architecture, though. Absolutely stunning architecture. <laughs> uh, and then Jojo looms over her, and it's all very menacing. <laughs> and then she screams, and he's like, whoa, whoa, it's just me, Joseph. Be quiet. Stop screaming, you idiot. That's you, Joseph? Oh my god. You're so handsome. The only time I've ever seen you is with a mask. Yeah, and she's like, you have weird lips. And yeah. then he's like, well, if we ever fell in love, you could kiss these lips all you like. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. No. And then... This is where things get weird. Very awkward. Because she pulls a face at him and... The black face? Yeah, black. Yeah, the black. It sounded like you said the black face. Oh, well. I mean... (laughs) No, not quite. (laughs) Um, Yeah, she like pulls her cheek out and is like, nah. And then, so she's like, hey, AC, the bad guys came. I need to go tell Lisa Lisa. And she says, oh, but she's in her bath. So you need to wait half an hour. And then she gasps. Oh, yeah, because there's a little... Tentacly no, no, bit. I think she gasped. Well, is that what happened? Yeah, so there's this little tentacly bit that comes up behind him. Oh, and she I missed that. that. Oh, I had assumed that she was gasping because that was the moment where he was taking control. Uh, no. Okay, because uh, that would make it really uncomfortable where as she's leaving, she's like, hey, Joseph, you are pretty hot. <laughs> 
And that really creeped me out because I assumed that was what was happening. You're just like, well, it was the 80s when this was written. Maybe things were seen differently. I don't have a problem <laughs> with ACDC being a dude. I have a problem with him, like, mind controlling oh, yeah. Susie Q and being like, hey, tell him he's hot. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, you must have been semi-conscious when you said that. Right, Susie. No, there's um, there's a little tentacle okay, that pops I'm, out from I missed that on my yeah. two rewatches for this. Don't worry, it's more, uh, it's less subtle. More bizarre. Sure. A bizarre an episode. So keeps... she leaves and Jojo's like, huh, my shoulders have started to loosen up. And then we see like a big pile of goo on the floor. Like yellowy goo. And ominous kanji comes out of it. <laughs> what could it mean? Six days remain. Is it bad that there is goo on the floor? Sure. So Susie Q's going to have to clean that up. Oh, no. <laughs> Day in the life. Um, so Joseph is sort of leaning on some balcony and he's watching Susie Q give a parcel to the postman on his boat. Yeah. Seems innocuous enough. He's sort of like, huh, well, there goes Susie Q. Away with the parcel. That was this. I was just sitting there going, okay, look, the filler is getting strong here. <laughs> even though that's not what it means. Thank you. But at the same time, none of this feels like it's necessary. And I was like... I mean, it's... <laughs> so Joseph decides to go and perv on Lisa Lisa. Which, as we all know, is the best choice. Purely because we get plot development. He's like, if I was told to wait, then waiting is what I'll do. But where to spend half an hour? I think the best place is here by Lisa Lisa's door. Would it really be all that wrong if I took a peek through the keyhole to check things out? Yes. And then he looks through and he's like, oh, nice. <laughs> Does he do, like, the thumbs up, or is it just like a... He yeah. does, like, that thing... I think he does that thing where he, like, claps his bicep and lifts his hand up. Isn't that what you do to drivers that do you wrong? Like, Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> and then, as he's looking through the keyhole, Susie Q's in there. But that's unusual. Why, she was just down by the docks. She got up there pretty fast for a girl who has no leg muscles. Mm. And then the doorknob, which his face is next to this whole time, he suddenly notices that it's covered in goo. How peculiar. More like Susie Goo, am I right? Oh, good God, Liam. (laughs) So she's sort of looming over Lisa Lisa in the bath and Lisa Lisa's like just talking to her. And then we see that her pupils look all weird. Um, I think you mean her pupils are gone. No, she has like weird like... Oh, the blank. Rather than having like a circle of colour in the middle of her eye like an animated character normally would have. Mm. It's like little um, fragments of colour with white between them. Right, right. Like like a flower and like the sims, like petals. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I just remember when she turns around. Yeah. Because she eventually turns around. And Lisa is like, what's wrong, Susie Q? Where's the stone? And then Susie Q starts contorting like she's in The Exorcist or something. Yeah. She has no uh, pupil anymore. She just has white eyes. Yeah. And like black veins start running through her body. And uh, yeah, she just starts contorting like a pillarman do. And then she vomits. Oh yeah, she vomits out more of the goo. And this is where Lisa Lisa displays some amazing acrobatic ability where in one smooth motion she grabs a towel pulls it over herself and leaps backwards out of the bath from a sitting position this is why she's the master Landing and jojo is the student yeah, yeah that's why so Susie q is speaking in like a double voice where it's acdc's voice and Susie q's voice and she's like i challenge you to one last fight and she talks about how she put the stone on the boat and this is where it all makes sense and it's no longer filler but could have known beforehand that things were actually plot dependent so you're saying you're opposed to like twists in any form of fiction yes um (laughs) so he's like oh well you're gonna have to kill me if you want to kill Susie q if you want to kill me now can you do that huh and then jojo kicks down the door basically (laughs) he's like hey I got you. And then Caesar comes in behind Jojo and is like, Jojo, you passed your test. Good for you. <gasps> I mean, yeah, that's good, man. 
He has this really awkward moment where he like pats him on the shoulder and is like, I'm being too affectionate to Jojo. And just, I mean, yeah, that's that's good, man. Yeah, Yeah. cool, cool. Yeah, manly. We're both manly. Yeah, we cross my arms. And then he walks in and sees like everything that's going on. And it's like, Jojo, what are you doing with our coach? It's like, no, it's not like that, man. Have a look at Susie Q. She's fucked up. Hey, cool, you meathead. It's not like that. Some great insults in this episode. Jojo's drunk band. Uh, so Caesar looks and Susie Q is there crying. Pathetically. Yeah. And like the props for pulling this gambit ACDC, but there there were two witnesses, so it's never gonna work. Yeah, I don't think they would be like, oh, no, she's healed now after the black vein incident. Well, I think when something like that happens in fiction, so often it's only one person has seen there's anything amiss. Yeah. So that person, so the, 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 the imposter uses that to sow discord amongst the protagonists. It's sort of like your word against theirs. Yeah, but then when two out of three of them, one of whom is the authority figure, has seen it, then, like, what's the point? Mm. Because then immediate Lisa Lisa is like, hey, Caesar, go stop that boat. And then Susan Q immediately flips through the air and kicks him in the face. It's subtle. It's subtle. I will give it that. However. <laughs> it's a real battle of wits. Yeah. Kick in the face may have lost it. Uh, he, sh- oh, they, he, she. It, they. He. They. It's, it's, it's ACDC. Yeah, right. It says, um, you're not going anywhere, dickheads. If you want to stop that boat or leave it all, you'll have to kill me first. In the sub, when I saw it, it was wiener heads. Yeah, actually, in the in the dub, he calls him. He calls them dickheads like two or three times over the course of this exchange, and it just seems so different from his characterization yeah. in the previous episode. Yeah. And B, uh-huh. where does he get off calling people dickheads when his whole race have like massive phallic symbols on their foreheads? Uh, aren't those horns though, Liam? Yeah, but the symbolism's there. Yeah, but horns aren't dicks. Oh, okay. Thanks for explaining that to me, Nick. (laughs) I hope that pat comes up on the mic. (laughs) So they're like, oh no, his blood vessels are controlling Susie Q. What are we going to do? And then she stands in the doorway and veins straight out of her body and like form a web. It's weird. Yep. It's weird. It's very, uh weird bizarre even so she's like oh her heart cut won't be able to withstand a hamon blast so if you kill me you'll also kill her even though it's like a healing thing that heals humans i'm just staring at the <laughs> mic condescendingly just going yeah jonathan joestar suffered a radical heart attack when will zapelli used hamon on him it was brutal he could never lift that rock. He still has nightmares about lifting the rock. Anywho, um, <laughs> Joseph's like, yeah, I don't care. I'm hardcore. I'll punch you and kill Susie Q. And then we get a series of shots where he's like, his I'm fist- going to punch you. Yeah, as his fist just keeps getting bigger and bigger in frame, but not actually moving. Yeah. And it's like covered in hum on. It's like slightly moving. And forward. his other hand is like holding her face. And it's brutal. And then he's just like, ah, I can't do it. No, it's, it's, I can't hit a lady. She's too nice. Especially not this lady who I have a crush on, apparently. Suddenly in this episode. (laughs) And then she gets down from the door anyway. So they could probably just leave if they didn't care about her. Yes, ish. Like, because she was blocking the door. But then she immediately stops blocking the door. But ACDC's still inside of her. Yeah, but so if they... They could have sent Caesar off to go stop the boat. Oh, yeah, they could have. But where would the plot be in that? Exactly, yeah. Where would Um, the plot be? And that's when our halfway break for the episode is. Uh, We get some very weird ads today on Crunchyroll. Uh, (laughs) Do we want to talk about... Let's talk about the gunner. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, go on. Okay, we're on Crunchyroll. Dot com. A site for anime. Okay, let's just... We're in Australia as well. That's also relevant because these ads should be targeted. Yeah. We're in Australia on a site for anime 
the demographic of people that watch anime, I assume, are not gun owners for a start. Unless they're members of the alt right. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like, most people that watch anime probably not going to own a gun. Especially when you live in Australia when it's that hard to own a gun. So, there's this ad. A lot of, like, black and white shots of children being like, You taught me how to brush my teeth. You taught me how to ride my bicycle. You taught me how to swim. You taught me what was right and wrong. So why do you keep a gun in the cupboard? Why is it unlocked and unprotected? We're like, ah. Uh, it really took a sudden left turn. I, I, ooh, I mean, that's a good point. It was an ad about God. locking your guns up in appropriately secured gun safes. It was like a PSA. Yeah. By an American agency hmm. or something that was like, yep, make sure it's locked and protected and keep your gun in a safe. Just really took us by surprise. And then there was the next one that was just as awkward. What was that one? Um, not the gambling one. That was Watab. Um, yeah, I don't want to talk about my, about my work. <laughs> Shit, what was it? Oh, God, the gun one was just so friggin' weird. Yeah. I thought it was going to be an ad for, like, like a Big Brother, like, program or something. Or... I thought it was just going to be, like, donate to the orphans. Or, like, Mother's Day or... Something not totally ridiculous. Yeah. Really... Threw me for a loop. Anywho, uh, shall we get back to the episode? Sure. Sure. Lock up your guns. In a safe. Uh, as we return, we get a shot of the boat arriving at Venice. And they're like, oh no, if the boat gets, if the package gets put on a train in Venice, we might never be able to track where it goes. Pro tip, they, they still do. It's fine, they do. it. <laughs> um, Susie Q starts clawing at her face, which is gross. Yeah, um, so at this point, ACDC's basically decided, yeah, well... If I am going to die here, I may as well die doing my mission, exploding in hot lava-esque blood showers, thus killing all of you in the process. Look out, his blood is boiling hot. His blood is boiling hot, <laughs> and she is going to explode. And Joseph's like, I don't want to be the one to, to kill her. I'm still having nightmares about the time I chopped off Von Stroheim's leg. And blew up ACDC. <laughs> It seems a bit... Well, he hasn't uh, gone to sleep since then. Oh, yeah, true. He hasn't had any nightmares, yeah. <laughs> uh, so then there's a weird bit where Caesar... Well, at least Lisa's like, okay, I'll do it then. And then Caesar's like, no, I'll do it then. And then Jojo's like, no, everyone shut up. Let's do this thing. <laughs> I mean, it's all about teamwork, Liam, okay? Yeah. If one of you says they're going to do it, you say, no, 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 no. I got this. Don't worry. Yeah. I can do this. So Joseph's like, Caesar, remember the hell climb pillar? How we did that thing with two different types of ham on? Let's do that, even though it's not really the same sort of thing. So they decide in an instant. <laughs> They're doing a team attack. <laughs> this this may be the greatest part of the episode, though. <laughs> because Jojo attacks on... They both run in. Yeah, they both jump in at her. Dodging, like, a wave of blood as they go. Uh, and they do, like, a couple fingers... On Suzy Q's head. Yeah, Jojo goes for the head and the, the ankles. Yeah, and Caesar goes for the heart? Or It looks like he's jabbing her right in the spine, but the narration says the heart. Yeah, so he goes for the heart. And this is the most scientifically valid thing I've yeah. ever seen in Jojo's. Jojo surrounds Suzy Q in a burst of positive energy, while Caesar directs negative Hamon focused right at her heart, making the Hamon both positive and negative zero, which we all know what that means, right? I needed a diagram, but thankfully the show gave me a diagram. <laughs> With a lot of arrows just pointing all over It was like place. one of those weather maps. Yeah, but like a lot of arrows just constantly <laughs> moving around. So their special ability works and Susie Q falls to the floor and the brain emerges from like her back up into the neck of her dress. Is it hammer space? Is that what it's called? 
the sure yeah that is a term people use yeah it's the, the space where things magically come from in animation yeah. it's like a liminal space where you can just pull something from behind your back yeah like they do that in like Timon and Pumbaa cartoons a lot too yeah here let me just pull out my phone this is from Hammer I mean you have Pocket well I mean that's Hammer Space isn't it so anyway um the brain lunges at Joseph and Caesar's like, Jojo, look out. And Joseph's like, no, it's okay. The sun is doing its job. Thanks, son. And now this this bit sucks. <laughs> I'm being really <laughs> negative on this episode, but it's kind of a kind of an off episode for me. Because yeah. Caesar's like, that dirty coward, how dare he use Susie Q as a hostage like that? And Joseph gives this big monologue about how even though he threw away his pride, he was an honourable ro- warrior and we have to respect that. Untrue. Yeah, I've got, I've got actually got the quote here, okay. if I may. Okay, can I inter- interject occasionally with... No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He goes, no, Caesar, you don't get it. I fought against him, so I understand. No. You see, he gave all he had and he even threw away his pride because he felt a duty to get the stone for his allies. Untrue. For thousands of years, he did as he pleased and he lived his life to the fullest. Like a chump. Whether it was for good or evil, I respect his life and how he chose to live it. You're the only one, Jojo. And Caesar's like, Jojo, I'm touched by your sincerity yet again. Get a room. Like, no, he's an arsehole. He was only ever unpleasant. It, literally nothing about that scene made sense to me. Because it's like, Jojo's never serious. That's the one thing that he isn't. <laughs> and then he just has this moment where he's like, I respect him as a warrior. That, that's kind of the sort of thing they do. That's, obviously, that's happened previously in Jojo with, like, um, Bruford. Oh, yeah, true. Um, but it's the sort of thing I think I guess they must have done it a lot in anime at the time because that happens a lot in Fist of the North Star as well oh yeah but Fist of the North like, Star this guy genocided ten villagers and killed my wife but he lived his wife as a life as a warrior so I have to respect him he lived his wife lived, as a warrior he loved his wife he loved his country <laughs> He was a true fist of the North Star. Okay. So we cut forward a bit in time now. Lisa Lisa's wearing her green skirt suit with the white blouse. The refreshing white blouse. So she looks so refreshed. Refreshing white blouse. Susie Q's taken surprisingly little long-term damage. I mean, it does look like she's scarred. She has, like, some, yeah, some pockmarks on her face and arms. But other than that, she's fine. I, mean, I thought that was, like, horrific burns, but okay. That's fine. Uh, Lisa Lisa is using Hamon to like put her in a hypnotic state to have her sort of recall the sort of half memories she has of when she was under ACDC's control. Mm. So that they can tell her, where did the stone go, buddy? Not heal her wounds or anything, just <laughs> where did the stone go? I mean, they must, like, considering how well she's doing, considering how many vein holes were going through her skin and all the burning blood. And the fact she's, she was ripping off her face. She, yeah, she's looking pretty good. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. The stone is being sent to St. Moritz in Switzerland. I assume that's how it's pronounced. St. Moritz? St. Moritz? I don't know. There was a scene cut here where Jojo and possibly Caesar too went and caused a ruckus at the post office. Just like beating everyone up, being like, where's the stone? <laughs> Hang on. So they know where the stone is I think going. It, I think it was before that happened. I think you see that hypnotic scene in less um, detail in the manga, and uh, Messina recounts the details of it. Okay. All right. I'm just thinking, like, if it was just them being like, where's the stone going? Uh, St. Moritz. And then the next thing is them busting a door down, going, where's the P.O. box for St. Moritz? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they're all sitting on the stoop um, after this hypothetical post office bat beat up. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, 
Messina is in this crazy pose where he's like perfectly upright. He's got one arm cocked on his shoulder and the other one's on his chin. No, it's sort of like this, isn't it? Like he's got his Use hand. Words. Okay, his hand is out perfectly vertically flat while his his elbow is like crooked. Yeah, crooked. And he's sort of leaning in, like, spine cocked. You get the impression they've been waiting there for a while. So and he's he's, just... that's just like his resting pose. And he's just there going, ooh, the JoJo pose is strong with me. Yeah, so they decide to all drive to Switzerland. Yay, road trip. So they say something about a train. I remember that much. Well, not yet first, because there's a scene, an important scene where they're all getting in the car. Oh. They've all changed their outfits. Up to this point, JoJo and Caesar were still wearing their, um, their final test gear. So Jojo is wearing um, a blue jacket over his tank top. Um, Caesar's wearing a pink jacket with a white crew neck. And Lisa Lisa's wearing a, uh, a purple suit with a yellow muffler. A purple suit with a yellow muffler? Yeah. What the hell's a muffler? Like a sort of scarf type thing. Oh, shit. I know nothing about fashion. <laughs> this is part two fashion tendency. <laughs> so many outfit changes in this episode. It blows my mind. Um, Wait, how many from Lisa Lisa alone? So Lisa Lisa started in the green sundress. Wait, she started in the green sundress? Yeah. Oh, you mean in this bit alone? No, in this episode, she started in the green sundress. Okay. Then she got into the bath, so she was... No, she was in the yellow floral dress it's, thing. I think it's more of a green. Okay, fine. She's in a green dress. Yep. Yep. Then she's in the bath for a while. Yeah, then she's in the bathtub, and then she's in the bath towel. Yep. Which then... is its own outfit, let's be honest. Sure, okay. Yep. Then she's wearing the uh, green pants suit again, skirt suit. Yep. Now and she's the... wearing the purple dress, or purple suit. She just... Um, and Messina is also in all these scenes, but who really cares about him? No, he's literally in the back being yeah. like, I exist. Hey, I'm also here. I was a character at one point. I had dialogue. Yeah, there's this, like, Lisa Lisa's giving this motivational speech where um, she's like, we have to do everything we can to stop the stone from falling into their hands. We might even have to do a bit of dirty work. A few laws might be broken as well. Some of us may even end up in body bags. Ooh. And then everyone else responds where Jojo's like, don't worry, I won't. And Caesar says, I wasn't ready before, but now I'll eradicate them. And then Messina also says something dumb. <laughs> something dumb. Just, yep, I, I still exist, guys. So they drive off in their car and Susie Q is waving goodbye. And okay, she's like, so oh, everyone's leaving me. I literally said, poor old Susie Q. <laughs> yeah. And then we hear tire screeches as the car comes back. And Joseph's like, hey, Susie Q, I'm leaving now, but one day I'll come back to Venice for you. <gasps> Jojo! Also, now he's wearing a hat and a scarf. Yeah, now he's wearing a hat. It's like one of those uh, Indiana Jones brim hats. It looks not great with the giant muffly hair that's no. coming out. <laughs> so then Jojo says... <laughs> your favourite line in the episode, yep. Heal those ugly wounds on your face before I get back, will you? And then she blushes. <laughs> oh, Jojo, you it's playful not fan. not a flirtatious thing oh, to... stop it. It basically just negged her. Oh, you. Oh, it's so playful. He displayed higher talent through his have on training. Now he's <laughs> negging her. And, you know, sooner or later he'll be well on his way to scoring an HB10. He's pretty hot, Why do though. I know so much about pickup artist terminology? This is really <laughs> concerning. I mean... I'm scared for my safety now. I think I was from listening to the F Plus pod- podcast where they read terrible stuff from the internet. Oh, no. No, but the thing is, like, she's just there being like, yeah, I'm in love with Jojo now. And then and she Jojo's throws like, a rock at them really bad. Like, really bad. Like, I don't want to use the phrase, throw like a girl, but she, like, does this really limp-armed, like, wrist toss. She throws like a girl, don't worry. 
She throws how people throw when they say, you throw like a girl. You know the saying, throw down? It's like the opposite of that. Well, it, she is kind of throwing down in that she throws it, and as soon as it re- leaves her hand, it, it goes falls down. immediately down. Yeah, it, it's just down. That's it. So, they're in love now. I, I also liked how when she picked it up for an instant, like, ominous kanji came from it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're, they're in love. That's uh, that's well established. It. I, I don't know what else there is to say. It's just so obvious that they would uh, bang. Meanwhile, it's nighttime in Switzerland. It was a pretty abrupt cut, wasn't yeah. it? A mysterious man is leaning up against a wall, looking real cool. Who could this guy be? You you saw him and you said like, oh, here's Van Helsing. <laughs> He's literally wearing all black, wide brimmed hat, yeah, with think, like shadow face. I think I wrote in my notes. Um, Nighttime in Switzerland. A mysterious man dressed like a vampire hunter is being bothered by a goofy dog. His name is D. Um, yeah, so this this, this goofy-looking goofy puppy walks up to Cars and is just looking at him, and he looks at it. And then he just keeps on walking. Yeah, you were afraid dog. he was going to hurt the dog. Yeah, I was like, don't kick the dog. Don't kick the dog. We've already had a kick dog already. <laughs> so, so he walks away, and then the dog is like, that was fun, and takes a step out into the street, as a dog is wont to do. Only to realise the most, like, crazy over-the-top drink drivers ever are driving down the road. Literally pouring wine into a glass while the other guy is driving. They're both just laughing maniacally. (laughs) We're drunk drivers! Isn't this great? (laughs) Why is this illegal? (laughs) So... The car is barreling right towards the dog. Oh no! It's literally worse than getting kicked. It's going to get hit by a car until it happens to cr- cross the path that Cars is walking and his blade emerges from his arm. The irony that Cars would stop a car. <laughs> There's been a terrible Cars accident. <laughs> it's just... I'm sorry, we, we've been in a crash. With what? Cars. cars. N- no, but with what? Cars. Cars is the man. Cars is the man? <laughs> yes. What were you in? We were in a car. I'm sorry, you were inside cars? No, 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 we were in a car, but cars stopped us. Okay, you're going to need to use a different name. (laughs) So, yes, as the car passes him, like, we see, like, crazy blade moving motions. Like a literal just metal blade. Yeah, but, like, it says, like, slashing sounds and then... Okay, so... (laughs) The guy who's holding the, the, the wine is like, Hey, man, your arms are all weird. And the guy who's driving is like, Hey... The car isn't responding to my driving anymore. Because his hands... The camera zooms out slightly and both his hands have been cut off at the wrists. So his hands are still clinging to the wheel and his wrists are just detached. So his arms can flail about, but his hands are obviously just still on the wheel. And they both don't really react. Well, I mean, they're very drunk and to be fair... And then the car swerves around the dog and like does a sick flip and bursts into flames and the dog just stands there watching the fire... (laughs) As a dog is wont to do. (laughs) End of that subplot. Back in the car. (laughs) The Jojo car. (laughs) Yeah, not the car car. This is the other car. The cars is not involved with. This is like an episode of The Naked Gun at this point. (laughs) Everyone's wearing their winter outfits now. (laughs) Because they're in Switzerland. Yep. Well, they're on the border currently. Oh, sorry. They're on the border of Switzerland. The Swiss-Italian border. I think they were saying, like, it only takes an hour to get to St. Moritz from here. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and so all they have to do is get through here. You were su- then... you were surprised that they got there on five p.m. the next by five p.m. the next day. No, it was five p.m. the same day. No, because there's five days. Oh no, you're right. Yeah, six yeah. days. Yeah, Europe is tiny apparently. <laughs> Either that or cars are actually pretty fast. 
Yeah, that too. I, um, yeah, no. Uh, so we should talk about the outfits. Oh God, should we just? <laughs> so Joseph, this is becomes like sort of Joseph's sort of iconic look from this point out. Once okay. he loses, because you know he's been wearing a tank top the whole time. But the scarf he's wearing now sort of becomes part of his his established look. I think the opening sequence. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um. So he's wearing um a brown jacket over his tank and a green and sort of a green scarf with yellow stripes. Mm-hmm. And he's also wearing uh, like one of those trapper hats. You know what I mean? Um, one of those hats with like the the fluffy. Um, oh yeah, fluffy, yeah, yeah. Um, ear muffs. Yeah. Ear thing. Ear flaps. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. The thing that, what's his name? Kyle wears from South Park. Yes, exactly. I like how that's easier to say than, it's like a, a trap. I was actually hat. thinking of that guy's character from Cannibal the Musical by the same people. Ah, uh, yes. Cannibal the Musical. Um, Caesar is wearing a light blue jacket with a pink scarf. Always the Italian. And Lisa Lisa is wearing a, um, a brown dress with a red muffler. Also always the Italian. Uh, and Messina is still basically wearing the same clothes, but looked like a furry affairs. Yeah, Messina is still a character. Messina is still here. He's just a guy that does some stuff with so some wicked poses. They managed to catch up with the train because it's it has to do a customs check. This is good. Maybe they'll be able to get the stone here. <gasps> but wait, someone keeps honking at them behind them. Yeah, that's rude. Who could it possibly be? <gasps> it's Nazis. <laughs> Fucking Nazis. Jojo says... German soldiers? What the hell are they doing in a car on the Swiss-Italian border? They're Nazis. They do what they want. And the their commander in the back seat is like, well, 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 basically. And he grabs his walking stick, marshal stick, his, his cane. His cane. You know, that sort of cane that military commanders will have. Yeah. And his hand makes a noise like a, a drill. Almost like a robot hand. Almost. Oh, according to my notes here, in the dub, he literally does go, Vel, Vel, oh, you're looking rather spry. My, you have grown so much, Joe Star. And then they drive off. I didn't realise that he was actually Swiss. <laughs> Not good at accents, as we've discussed. <laughs> Jojo's like, who the hell are you? What's going on? I don't know any German soldiers. If you could see my face right now, I am displeased. <laughs> <laughs> By putting Joseph in a minor, minorly awkward social situation, Von Stroheim has had his revenge. <laughs> the episode's title just gives it away so well. It's like, well, 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 we meet again. What? Who are you? It's Von, it's von Stroheim, Jojo. And because because I first I don't know if I was not paying attention to episode titles or something when I watched this first, mm. um, and it, well, I first watched it in the subtitles, where I guess. Voices are going to be less distinct than they are in a language you understand. So it's not immediately clear that it's Von Stroheim, if you don't know the episode title. Also because... Because his face is always in shadow. Yeah. Um, He's also dead. Yeah, it's that too. He got got blown blown up up by by a grenade. grenade. Yes. Which is, you know, not the best way to go. But, you know, he's doing all right now. But then when he starts talking about, like, well, I'm a Nazi soldier who knows you very well, Jojo. What other named Nazi soldiers have we encountered? Maybe it's Mark. (gasps) Oh my god, maybe it's Mark! (laughs) He was gonna get wed! There would probably be more of Mark to put back together than there was of Stroheim. What do you mean, put back together? They just had the blood sucked out of him, didn't they? They got, like, eaten in half. Yeah, true. He got sliced and diced, yeah. So the Germans have the package. That's bad. Oh no, they have the redstone of Aja. They've decided to take it to use it as a specimen in their scientific research. Which has always gone totally, totally well. Yeah, and they reveal that they've been watching them the whole time. How is a completely different question. Doesn't need to be <laughs> Nazi answered. Nazi spies. Oh yeah, Nazi Susie technology. Susie Q. <laughs> Susie Q. The whole time Susie Q was actually a Nazi spy. Fascist collaborator Susie Q. <laughs> 
alt-rock god and fascist collaborator <laughs> Susie Q. So now we get a brief history. Oh, um, um, Sohan talks about how their base is a lodge nearby and you guys need to come there and answer some questions. It's implied or else, but he doesn't specifically say that. Yeah, he just sort of says, yep, our lodge is nearby. After all, we are not complete strangers, Jojo. <laughs> yep. Now we get a brief history lesson um, where the narrator explains that the German army is currently marching across Europe and dates flash up on the screen, including March 13, 1938, the annexation of Austria. March 15, 1939, the annexation of Bohemia and Moravia. And September 28, 1939, the division of Poland with the Soviet Union. Legit things that actually happened. Mm. What isn't a legit thing that actually happened is that the Nazis want the power of the mask and the red stone to uh, ensure they're immortal so that their reign over the world will last forever. That does seem very plausible, <laughs> though. How do you know it didn't happen? <laughs> yeah, if only the Nazis actually succeeded in getting the red stone. Oh, Wait, shit. That, that made me sound like I'm a... <laughs> <laughs> Are you a Nazi sympathizer, Liam? No. Oh, well, well, well. So Five like... hours later, it's 10pm. <laughs> and Kaz is approaching the Nazi lodge. I mean, is he approaching or is he already... Appro- oh, no, he is approaching. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, you get the weird first person shot. Mm, yeah, it's. I, I remarked to you that it's kind of like until dawn. Yeah. And so as he sort of gets up to this lodge, he puts his hands on the wall. I'll read the heat inside. He reads five people. Yeah, well, first he reads all the light sources. Oh, yeah, he's like, there's a fireplace. There are four lights on the wall, two on the ceiling, two on the desk. No, three. How dare he know? There are four humans standing by that wall. Their heights are 178 centimetres, 174 centimetres, 181 centimetres, and a second one of 180, 178 centimetres. Gotcha. There's also one human by the fireplace who's 183 centimetres tall. There are five humans and they're all male. Understood. So then he does his, his bone blade thing. Shink! Except it's across the entire wall in like yeah. a weavy... I guess the weave is to account for differences in heights. True. Yeah, there you go. So then everyone in the room is dead and he opens the window and climbs on in. And then Stroheim's like, Vel, Vel, Vel. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that it's like, there are five people in this room. They are all dead. Well, hello yeah. there, Mr. Dickwad. <laughs> you must be cars. Come in, sit down by the fire a while, have some brandy. How did I not read your body heat? Are you not human? Yes, um, he, uh, Stroheim is really impressed with um, his brutal assault and how none of his men had time to make a noise before they died. Doesn't seem to care that they died. Well, I mean, he's, you know, a Nazi. Yeah. He's an okay Nazi, but he's still a Nazi. <laughs> so they are like squaring off against each other. And it's like, oh, these two guys are going to fight. But Stroheim lost to Santana. What chance could he possibly... Then Joseph wanders in. <laughs> he's like, hey guys, are you going to make us wait forever yeah. for food? He goes, hey, rifle heads, what's a guy got to do to get a little food in here? <laughs> at that moment, Cars leaps at Stroheim. And he. we don't know... Well, we don't explicitly know he's Stroheim at this point. Oh, I think we like, all it's not, know. Yeah, but it hasn't... <laughs> The story hasn't told us he is him yet. Yeah, I guess. Because he catches the bone blade with his his bare hand. The, <gasps> his glove is shredded. What? And to reveal a hand made of steel. Because like, this man is mechanical. What? And the final shot of the episode is the bone blade having split um, his hand's hat vertically. Um, it falls away from his face to reveal that he has like a big cyborg monocle over one eye. Like big ass red dead shot eye. It's Nazi cyborg Rudolf von Stroheim. So, what the hell did we just? Interesting watch? episode. Um, Very bizarre. I really felt like it was sort of a sort of transitional episode where 
we wrapped up the Italy events and so much of the episode is just dedicated to getting us out of Italy in a way that makes sense and into Switzerland for what will lead up to being the finale. Mm, yes, yes. The Susie Q arc did make sense, <laughs> did it not? The um, arc that never existed. <laughs> so, uh, highlights and lowlights. Okay, look. Highlight. Lisa Lisa's manoeuvre from getting out of the bar. Very acrobatic. Just immediately like, dude, she's naked and she could still take down everyone here. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> there is no question in While maintaining her sense of, like, propriety. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, the actual highlight would have to be... Ooh... I'm not going to say the spiral staircase. <laughs> the solid spiral staircase. It's a solid spiral staircase, but at the same time, no, like, fireman's pole. So what's the point? No, I reckon the highlight would have to be the uh, the dog. Because <laughs> there haven't been enough dogs so That's far. That's what I was going to say. Specifically, the one shot of the dog watching the burning <laughs> car with remorseless eyes. It's like a, ah, good, the death of humanity. <laughs> um, Lowlights. Wait, where's your highlight? That was my highlight too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, Lowlight. Without a fucking doubt, the fucking stupid Susie Q apparently is now a Just fucking... everything about her? N- not everything, because she seems fine. She seems lovely. However, just out of nowhere, oh yeah, don't forget, I'm in love with you now. That's that's the plot, mm-hmm. apparently. That's that's what we do. Why? I guess that's the, the, the main structural issue with the plot of all of Joseph's time in the same on the same island as Susie Q, he was either in a pit climbing a pillar or the rest of it was just told through montage. So there would have been a lot of downtime there where they would have had conversations and... Yeah, but we never saw Exactly, yeah. It's a bit awkward to just be like, and now look, they're in love. (laughs) Instead of like, after the montage, for her to be like, huh, we had those good times during that montage, you know? (laughs) Seems a bit weird. Yeah. Um, For my money, I'll take... um, just like the weird lingering shots of Lisa Lisa's nude bod. I don't need that. Bro, bro, please. Bro, please. I'm sure there's plenty more online. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, it doesn't do anything for me. Hang on, wait, I'm just gonna... Don't touch me. Oh, I can't. Damn it. I have no outlet now. <laughs> uh, so Nicholas. Oh, no. <laughs> um, hmm. We've come to that point that we come to in every episode. Yep, yep, go on. Don't speak with your mouth. Oh. Like that. Oh. Um, what do you think, just out of interest, uh-huh. uh, do you think is going to happen next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 2 Battle Tendency? Episode 19. The deeper plan. Oh, no. <laughs> the, <laughs> the deepest even... plan. <laughs> the deepest plan. Uh, okay. Well, I honestly thought we were going to have, like, a Lisa Lisa background episode, but apparently that's not going to happen. What do you mean, like, background episode? Like, like like, a flashback, sort of like, this is who Lisa Lisa is, you know? I mean, the series hasn't ended yet. True, we could still have that. I doubt it's going to be next episode now, though, because now we've got fucking Von Stroheim. we're we're in the middle of some rising action right now. Yeah, we've got literally Cars and Von Stroheim in the same room. Yeah, who will triumph? Whoever wins, we lose. I think JoJo's going to (laughs) win. Yeah. It it seems likely, given that um, we have a part three coming up. (laughs) Um... God. Okay, here's what I reckon is going to happen. Von Stroheim will reveal his incredible German technology made from whatever steel was popular back in the day. It's probably like... Damascus steel. Damascus steel. Um, he's going to totally give Cars a run for his money. Jojo's going to help out. Caesar's going to be nowhere to be seen. <laughs> but we'll watch from afar and be like, my God, he's well, The thing about Caesar is the cold weather makes all the soap on his clothes freeze up. So he's just <laughs> frozen in place. Now, you don't know that Yes. <laughs> He's just walking around. It's like, my God, do you have dandruff? No, it's just the soap. I just need to get it off my skin. Oil can. Oh, no. Um, 
Yeah, I reckon the entire episode will then be dedicated to explaining what the hell has happened to Von Stroheim. Well, like Von Stroheim flashback episode. Born in Austria in 1919. <laughs> Not quite that far. <laughs> no, it's like as soon as he gets exploded by the grenade that killed him, that we saw murdered his face off, uh, he will say something along the lines of, and then I became a cyborg with powerful German technology. Like, cool. Yeah, what? that seems accurate. Um, oh, what else? Jojo will probably explain that he needs the Stone of Asia, and Von Strachan will be like, no, we're going to use it. And then they're going to do some science to it, and then that's going to go badly. And then the final Pillar Man... Actually, no, cars will probably get away. Otherwise, the natural order of things wouldn't work. Because he's the end boss. Because he's the end boss. That's the thing. And he has his blades. Whammo's still out there. True, Whammo is still out there. So yeah, Carl's will probably just leave, because, you know, Jojo. <laughs> Later, guys. Will he have the stone, or will the Nazis have the stone? Nah, Carl's won't get the stone. The Nazis will hold on to the stone. They'll probably produce, like, a fake stone. That's the He'll ah. probably take this stone and just be like, ha, the stone is mine, and then he'll run off. And then Von Strong will be like, oh. ha but I have the stone. Open up his eye. Classic give yes. Eggman the fake Chaos Emerald gambit. Exactly. <laughs> so then, like, he'll open up his eye, and that's where the real stone is. Like, yeah, that'll that'll be the episode right there. It's just right. the bluff followed by an entire episode of science and then Whammo will show up. Hey, guys. You guys want to fight like honorable warriors? No, nah, mate. <laughs> no, that. And then Joseph literally pulls the rug out from under him so he falls over like a chump. <laughs> Into the spike pit 2.0. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was episode 19. 18. Yep, 18. The moderately deep plan. <laughs> The revenge of Von Stroheim, who was dead but is no longer dead, but what? Yeah, because, you know, if there is revenge to be had, it's going to be in the fight that takes place next episode. (laughs) I just love that in literally the opening of this episode, we see 18, Revenge of Von Stroheim. You're like, okay, hang on. And he's in like the last two minutes of it. He's in literally like one scene where it's like, Von Stroheim? There is no revenge. There is nothing. There's just him showing up and that's it. You know, Von Stroheim's real revenge was when he managed to um, make, he managed to plunge uh, the world into war and then had the Senate elect him as Supreme Emperor of... I'm sorry. Keep going. As Supreme Emperor of the um, Republic. Uh-huh. And then he um, sent his apprentice... Um, Joseph Joestar, who had joined him by this point, uh-huh. yep. to the Hamon User Temple with all of his um, clone Nazi soldiers to wipe out the Hamon Users. I feel like this Joestar might have like some sort Joestar of... Joestar Wars? Yeah. Oh, God. We got there. God, no. Okay. Um, so we have some listener correspondence this week. Oh my God, do we but ever? First, I want to shout out to a couple of our, our, our reviewers. Okay. Thank you very much to um, DarkSoul6785 and Zruzli for your kind, kind words and for helping us grow the show. Together, we can create JoJo's world. What did they actually say? They just gave us positive reviews that said like, hey, this is a good show, they have a nice dynamic. Yes, (laughs) we have dynamic. So we have two um, items of correspondence from Twitter this week. Ooh. The first is from at Bad Duda. I like him already. <laughs> he says, Hey boys, just wanted to say that your show is the tops and its bi-weekly, bi-weekly schedule may literally kill me. Are we uh, are we contemplating doing yeah, even um, more episodes? So, so, here's the thing. Here's the thing about the bi-weekly schedule. It's Give going it. away for a while. 
We are... We're moving to an annual schedule. <laughs> no. Um... <laughs> Once every full moon. <laughs> Once every blood moon. Once every... Once blood... every super moon. Once every harvest moon. <laughs> Once every issue of the game Harvest Moon comes out. Oh, God. No, uh, I've officially... As of yesterday, I've officially submitted my thesis, which is the final assignment of my degree. Um, Nicholas, I believe you're on uni break right now. I'm on uni break right yep. now. So, um, either, I guess, until your uni starts back up, or mm-hmm. until I find gainful employment, we'll be moving to a weekly schedule. Woo! So, I would, I would hope that, well... Hmm. Yeah, you said, I, we're promising I, a lot. How do I put this in a in a good in a, in a good light? I would be very pleased for the podcast if that got us through the end of battle tendency um, before <laughs> that. But that then that would mean that it's going to take me two months to find a job. <laughs> yes, yeah, which I am not particularly chuffed about. However, however, let's not rule out the option of being forever unemployed and just watching JoJo's forever. Oh, it's going to be grim. It's going to be very grim. <laughs> to be fair, though, with, like, the Christmas season coming up, hiring is going to slow down a little bit. Yeah. Other for... Oh, and if I get job... This is getting a bit personal. But also, <laughs> if I find work with the Fringe Festival, like I've applied for, then that is going to start at a fixed point in late January. So... Yeah, and I'll just stay unemployed, as I always <laughs> have been and always will be. So, yeah, look forward to, at least for the next few weeks, um, more content from us. I'm just... I'm doing, like, the... Uh... Arsenio Hall, yeah. shake hand. The cyclic hoot. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Yeah, so you are not going to literally die, bad tutor. You will literally die harder. Second piece of correspondence. Oh, here we go. Here we go. At Blooper Boy asks, What do you two do when not watching excellent anime? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> what, seriously? Yeah. Or? Okay. Um, so what I do when we're not watching excellent anime is I'm doing a Master's of Electrical Engineering at the University of Western Australia. The pretentious one, filled with douchebags and terrible lecturers. I also work as an audio technician man. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, I mean, work is a strong Why one. Why aren't you editing this? Well, I mean, I work as, like, fix the things. Oh, right, not right. Like, yeah. Although my master's does let me do signal processing, so I know a lot about audio. Why aren't I editing? Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, what else do I do? I also write for a delightful little website called gamecloud.net.au, where I do video game reviews and also some side articles. That reminds me I need to finish the next side article. Uh, and I also... Uh, what was that other thing that I normally do? Eat a lot of ramen. There we go. Nailed it. All right, sure. Yeah. I'm glad you, you got to that important point. It was important. Never forget. <laughs> um, I, as I just mentioned, have just finished my, uh, my Bachelor of Arts in Arts Management, which is basically a business degree aimed at administrating arts organisations like theatre companies or art galleries. Yeah, boy! Yep. Uh, so, looking for work in that field. Uh, I also do a bit of acting in my spare time as a hobby. Currently in rehearsals for a... Uh, a pantomime for Christmas uh, based on Sleeping Beauty. If you're in Perth, you should come see that December 17th. Where? Uh, at UWA's Dolphin Theatre with the UWA Pantomime Society. There it is. There it is. Thank you. So what else do we do apart from um, I also have another podcast. Whoa! Which I, I, I think I plugged that last week, but it's called Mystery Twins Detective Agency, and it's a mystery and buddy cop sh- uh, recap and discussion show. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the most recent episode we recorded, we watched the second episode of Sleepy Hollow, the show where... Ichabod Crane wakes up in 21st century America and has to team up with a, a cop lady to stop the apocalypse and fight the headless horseman. <laughs> this sounds like a good show. It's pretty bad, but I love it. Okay. And other than that, you know, I play some video games, go out with my friends. 
I don't go out with friends. That's <laughs> that's for chumps. No, it's funny. I keep uh, I keep having to remind myself that like, man, I'm gonna do like some more D and D one day. I'm gonna, oh like, shit, yeah, I do that shit too. <laughs> yeah, I gotta like, I gotta GM some more, but then I never get around to it because hey, if you ever run, run a, want to run a game, I'm get, I'm interested. I now have a possible gainful employee for my new. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty tempted to do like an Edge of the Empire thing. Um, Edge of the Empire? Yeah, Edge I, of the I, Empire. I've played a game with that yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, because like I started you listening listen to, to One Shot Podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Campaign? Yeah. So good. So good. Yeah, I started listening to that and just went, man, Edge of the Empire sounds pretty cool. I should try that out sometime. I like the episodes where it's like in between their main arcs, they will have like a debrief episode mm. just on the ship. Where no dice are rolled. And it's just bits. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds amazing! No, I'm like super early. It got me through Farming Sim, though. That's the thing. Yeah, I so ha- you wrote a review of, I guess, Farming Sim 2016? No, Farming Sim 17. Oh, okay, that came uh, out a year earlier. So what happened was, Farming Sim 15 came out, and then apparently Farming Sim 16 came out, but I never played it. Um, and I reviewed 15, so then I was like, oh, I'll review 17. That'll be funny. Yeah, that'll be two more of original. <laughs> it's poor. <laughs> It's, it's the same game. I but... feel like things like Stardew Valley have kind of obsoleted that. Well, it's still enjoyable, but it's more, it's far more enjoyable as a background task than anything else. <laughs> like, you're just sitting there going, man, this podcast is great. Why am I playing this game? Oh, I love like... a good podcast game. There's this game coming out called Steep. Yeah. Uh, have you oh, seen the, the, the snowboarding U- game? Ubisoft open world yeah. extreme mountain sports game. Yeah. And that looks like such a good just podcast game to me. Just mm. go into the Alps. Fight the pillar, man. No. Um, <laughs> and here we are in Switzerland. Ah! <laughs> just like do some six dunts while listening to some dudes talk about how you the do flop house. Sure, it's a really good bad movie podcast. Okay, good. So, so yeah, that's what we do in our spare time. Woo! We nailed that question. We so nailed that question. Totes. What was the name of the guy again? Ah, uh, that was at Blooper Boy. Uh... I don't know if I enjoy that name as much as I should. I think their that was their handle. I think their display name is something like Bloop Bloop. Mm. A blooper. I don't know. This a blooper is a word that means several things. <laughs> Obviously, there is the blooper reel. Uh huh. But then there's also the monster from Super Mario. Oh, the squid. Oh yeah, true. It is called the blooper, isn't it? Yeah. Ugh. In Super Mario Sunshine, you had multiple boss fights with. Goopa blooper, a large squid that you had to pull off its tentacles. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, our theme music is Hot Mustard by S. Strong. That's a, a song that I quite enjoy. And check out their work. They've got a pretty prolific SoundCloud account. Pretty tasty. Yeah. Anything else that we usually say? Oh, do we want to mention the letter that we got? Um, yeah, sure. Let's not go into the details. But um, one of our listeners wrote us a very nice long letter recently that um, we won't recount on air because it was quite long and, you know, and we're running a little long. Yeah. Um, but that really made us feel good and like we were, you know, entertaining you guys. So if you ever have any correspondence, like even if you don't have any questions for us and you just want to let us know that you're enjoying our show or if you have suggestions of ways we could improve, then gee, we'd be happy to hear it. I want that paper. I just want that paper. <laughs> you know who you are. I want it. I want it so bad. Oh. Yeah, no, it was uh, It was funny because it was filled with spoilers. So I had to, I had to redact all the names and then send, send it to Nick. <laughs> so you were there like, there were spoilers. And then it, the first thing I saw was, hey, Nick and Liam. Yeah, so blank, 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 <laughs> and blank, 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 blank. That's what I think. And I was like, ah, yes, okay. Well, that makes more sense now. <laughs> All right. Um, if you do want to contact us, we can be reached at jojospodcast at gmail.com or the same on Twitter. Until next time, then. To, to be, be continued. continued. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Okay, what is Sombra? Because I haven't played Overwatch yet. It's, she's one's... a new character. She's a hacker. A hacker. Yeah. Right. She's gonna hack all your. She's like Neil Breen from Fateful Findings. <laughs> you seen that movie? No. It's a bad what? movie. It's a really bad B movie where a guy. It's like if Tommy Wiseau was bad at making movies. Um. <gasps> And this guy, he gets hit on the head with a rock and like... No, he gets hit, hit by a car and he finds this black black stone in the hospital or something. And uh-huh. like, he's being haunted throughout the movie, but it doesn't really go anywhere. Um, <laughs> and he decides he's going to stop being an author and he's going to start hacking into all the secret government and corporate secrets. What? Okay, yep. How does that go for him? Uh, good, good. It ends with him giving a press conference on the steps of the Supreme Court. And then that's intercut with like people being like, Yes, we must admit that here at the bank, we have committed many wrongdoings. Razor's gun to head, shoots self. <laughs> okay, so let me get this right. This guy's a hacker mm-hmm. who... There are a lot of scenes of him sitting at his desk with like five obviously off laptops just tapping away being like I have to keep hacking into these secrets I have to get into the main frame not even anything that explicit oh Jesus okay yeah so this guy's a hacker this guy's a hacker and they decided to put him in Overwatch yep (laughs) why now he's a Latino woman now he's a Latino woman why did they put a hacker in Overwatch though why not? You got a cowboy. Isn't you everyone a like ghost? Isn't everyone in Overwatch like part cyborg now? Yeah, that's why it's a good concept. Is it though? Yeah, a lot of transhumanism, a lot of but things like, to be hacked. But like, and I like, mean, so she can like, if she hacks you, you can't use your special abilities until it wears off. But that's like every character. Why doesn't she just hack everyone and just use? She has them to get close to them. Oh, okay. She can't just sit in the spawn with her laptop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has to go out and befriend them and, you know, buy them a few drinks first. She can also hack health packs. And when she does that, they the enemy team can't use them and they respawn much quicker for the allied team. Okay, okay. Hang on. The first bit, I was with you. You can hack other people. That's fine. I guess it's like hacking the dispenser, I guess. Okay, that makes more sense. Because they're on little pads. You're right. Okay. Mmm... I prefer hacking health packs, to be honest. Well, I guess they, they're they probably like healing nanobots or something, so you could hack those. I'm going to hack the healing nanobots to make them better than the designer intended. That's the thing with Reaper, like he's full of like malfunctioning nanobots or something. What? So his cells are constantly dying and undying. Oh. And that's why he can turn into mist. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. All right. Any other Overwatch questions? I have so many more now than I thought I would have, but um, I'm scared. When are we going to get a stand user character in Overwatch? Battleborn has a stand user. Yeah, whatever those are. Wait, Battleborn has a stand user? Yeah. What? I mean, not, they're not called a stand user, oh. but they're a stand user. I need to, like, just get through all of these episodes. Eight, so weeks. Can... Eight weeks. Eight weeks. Eight weeks. Okay. Eight more weeks, and then I can watch the baby of JoJo and Susie Q... Rise from the ashes and then probably die in that part. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. Seems right. Seems about right. All right, let's go. Okay.